Now, this morning, we shall be looking at the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. Last week, I told us that's what we'll be looking at. Just as a follow-up to what is the message. It's a follow-up to that message last week. And we said we'll be looking at the gospel of the kingdom. But because of the limited time that we have this morning, again, we may have to just continue from wherever we stopped this morning at another time. It may not necessarily be next Sunday. Uh, it may be some other time. But our focus will be the gospel of the kingdom. Uh, we said that was what Jesus preached. <laughs> and uh, that was what he sent the disciples, the apostles, to preach as well. And from Matthew 24, verse 14, the scripture makes it very clear that this is what our mission will be. This is what the message will be uh, for us, even in preparing for the second coming of the Lord. The scripture says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. If we are hoping to hasten the coming of the Lord, hasten the appearance of our, of our great God, then there must be a commitment to the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom. And there must be a vision in us to reach the end of the world with it. There must be a passion, there must be a commitment to this. Hallelujah. Amen. The kingdom of God is not going to come or our Lord Jesus Christ is not going to return. I need to choose my word carefully here now. Our Lord Jesus Christ is not going to return by mere speculative teaching in the name of eschatology. I've told us that before. Merely speculating and calculating number of years, number of time, and you've seen how many wonderful teachers of the Bible had failed in their prediction. Oh, Jesus will come in so-so-so time, so-so-so year. And they calculated it. And if you were listening to them in the way they've put it together, you will have thought that was a great message. But the reality is the kingdom of God is not going to come by speculation. Christ is not going to return by merely speculating. Until we understand this passage of the Bible, this verse of the scripture, 
we will not be able to do what God will have us do in hastening the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. You remember that this wouldn't be the only time people ask Jesus as to when will the kingdom appear? And I'm going to be talking about what they were talking about, what they were thinking about, whether today or another time. If you turn with me, let's start, let's just look at that very briefly this morning. If you turn with me, for instance, to Luke 19. In Luke 19, or should we start from 17? Let's look at Luke 17. In Luke chapter 17, if you go to verses 20 and 21, there was something that happened there. It says, now, verse 20 says, now when he was asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God will come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observations. Now, will they say, see here and see there? For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. So they were looking for something, and Jesus said, no, the kingdom of God is within you. Whilst they were expecting something to come from somewhere, Jesus was saying, the kingdom of God is within you. Hallelujah. Amen. The kingdom is already present. You only need to know what do we do? To advance its cause. Are you following what I'm talking about this morning? That was one thing Jesus never gave a definite time to. He simply told them, no, the process has already begun. The kingdom is already within you. It depends on what you do with it. Last week, we're looking at where he was saying, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is within reach. May the Lord give us understanding in Jesus' name. Because these are crucial. Then go with me to chapter 19. In verse uh, 11, the scripture has this to say. Now, as they heard these things, Jesus had been speaking. He spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. So we can say another thinking. 
Because he was going towards Jerusalem, they were actually looking for a physical kingdom to appear immediately where Jesus will establish his throne, his rule, and govern the whole earth and the mob. Don't forget, these were people already under the control, the rulership of the Roman Empire. Are you following me? So they were looking for a physical kingdom that would liberate them from all of those. And Jesus, again, gave them a parable, which I don't want to go into today. He says, therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called 10 of his servants, delivered to them 10 miners, and he said to them, do business with this till I come. But his citizen hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. Can you? So again, he went into a parable. He didn't answer that. He just went into a parable. And what was he trying to say? In fact, if you are reading from the Old King James, he said, occupy till I call. He gave them something. He said, occupy till I come. Again, establishing something there quickly that the kingdom is not going to come in the way they were expecting. But the king of the kingdom is going to engage men in the process of the manifestation of the kingdom. Can you see what the parable was referring to? He gave them something. The king of the kingdom gave them something. He said, you occupy, do business with this till I come. Occupy till I come. Make use of this which I've given you till I come. I'm not narrating the whole thing. But in essence, the truth that Jesus was trying to communicate is that men will be involved in the process of the manifestation of the kingdom. Amen. May the Lord give us understanding concerning this truth in Jesus' name. And let's move this forward again, even to the apostles who had been with him who he had sent to preach the gospel of the kingdom. They also came after his resurrection in Acts chapter 1, just to show that this was something that was difficult, a concept, or how do I use it? I don't want to use concept. A truth that was difficult for them to understand. Until something began to dawn on them after the Holy Spirit had come upon them then they understood better. They knew better. And let me quickly say this. Is there any one of us that is not yet filled, baptized in the Holy Spirit? We just, you, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not an optional. 
It is not optional. It's a necessity. Because the promise is for you and for your children and for everyone whom the Lord our God will call. Because the unfolding of the kingdom is going to require you. It's going to require me. It's not just going to require some generous amongst us. It's going to require, it's going to involve everyone. Let's go to Acts chapter one. He went on and after his resurrection, the Bible told us, let me read from verse one. The former account I made, O Theophilus, uh, sorry, Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandment to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during, yes, during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Look at what then happened. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or season which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Again, another question he didn't answer. Rather than answering a specific time about a specific question about time, he rather went into process. Are you getting me? He showed them the means to accomplish, to, to reaching the end. And I think it would be better for the church to understand this. To understand this. And I'm praying that the Lord will help us to understand this gospel of the kingdom that has been committed to us in Jesus' name. Amen the proclamation of it, the preaching of it, the teaching of it, because it's the process by which God is going to accomplish his eternal purpose on the earth. Amen. Is this clear to us? Just to prepare our mind 
and to also deliver us from these speculative teachings going on around. I'm not saying everything is a lie. I'm just saying a number of things are merely speculative. With due respect. Amen. Amen. And the way we are going to understand this in the next few minutes, let me just lay this let's, let's lay this foundation for us. I'm going to pick a few scriptures just to help us understand what is going on and where the gospel of the kingdom comes in. Perhaps it is important for me to say the gospel of the kingdom is not some other gospel. It's not some separate gospel because we need to get that. Because in the scriptures, as we shall see as we go on, the Bible talk about the gospel of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you following me? The gospel of peace, the gospel of salvation. In fact, Paul in Acts 20, uh, verse 24, talk about the gospel of the grace of God. They are not different gospels and the kingdom of, uh, the gospel of the kingdom of God is separate from that. No, that is, that is not it. Amen. Amen. The gospel of the kingdom actually is an integrated message that encompasses all of these things or, or all of these ways in which the gospel has been described. The gospel of the kingdom actually integrates them. Puts things together. They are not separate gospels. We only need to understand the perspective in which these are used. The gospel of the kingdom, actually, I will put it as the total gospel. <laughs> That's the total gospel. You know, you, you remember this group called the full gospel, businessmen. Yeah, that word full gospel, that's what the gospel of the kingdom is about. It addresses not just our salvation from sin, but much more. Because there is a tendency to narrow the old gospel to salvation of man from sin, which is very crucial, very important in the gospel of the kingdom. But it is much more than that. It's a concept, it's a truth much more than that. You know, you remember there was a time, the reason we need to understand this in our time is this, because we are in the end time. You remember there was a time many years ago, people were preached to and they said, get born again and prepare to go to heaven because Jesus is coming very, very soon. I knew that time when a number of people had to drop from the universities. Yes, because they were preparing. They said, what do we need the certificate for? 
because Jesus is coming very, very soon. Repent and prepare to go to heaven. No, I'm not talking about theory. I'm not talking about something that happened ages ago. No, 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 no. People left university. People left their job. Waiting for the kingdom of God to just come and they just enter into the kingdom of God. Are you following me? It's more than that. It is more than that. In fact, it is the gateway, the gospel of salvation is the gateway into the kingdom in which you are going to be actively involved. Oh, may God help us to understand this truth in Jesus' name. And that is why this is important. The gospel of the kingdom will affect every fabric of our society will affect family life, will affect business, will affect governance, will affect politics, will affect culture, will affect art and entertainment, will affect the way we do things. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. It's not just about a group, a few group of people getting saved and being in heaven. No. And that is why the understanding of what it is is so crucial for us to understand. The kingdom must appear in individual lives. The kingdom must be seen in every family. The kingdom must be seen in institutions. The kingdom must be seen in the street. The kingdom of God must be seen in the business community, in the academic communities, in the institutions of higher learning. Are you following me? And it will take men, men, not angels, to take the kingdom there. When we understand what it is. May the Lord give us understanding of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe one other thing I want to say before I close this morning, because I couldn't really go into dealing with this. But one other thing I want to say is this. The gospel of the kingdom, the proclamation of the gospel of the kingdom, is not just a passing on of information. No. It's not a dissemination of some information. It is a demonstration. Amen. It is something people should be able to see and acknowledge. Wow. And know that the people of the kingdom, they are here. What a truth that is. So it is not something that, that can be done in the power of the flesh. 
It's not something we, it's not something we can academically do. That's why the scripture in that Matthew 14 says, as a witness to all the nations, something they can see, something they can see. Jesus in Matthew chapter 12, I'm trying to remember the verse now, says, if I, by the spirit of God, cast out demons, then the kingdom, it's a proof that the kingdom of God has come upon you. What? So he wasn't talking in abstract sense. He was talking about something anyone can see. It's not everyone who will accept it. It's not everyone who will come into it, but it's demonstrable. Do you get the point I'm making? Yes. And to take that kind of understanding of what the gospel of the kingdom is, for us to be able to propagate it, for us to know what our business is. One of you to read for me, First Corinthians forty and um, First Corinthians chapter four, verse twenty. And I'm going to end here because we are already five minutes past the time. So let's prepare our mind to understand this. Whoever has found it, or you want me to I'll read it? I'll read it. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Can you see that? It's not in words. It's not in just speaking. It, even though it's going to involve speaking, <laughs> because we say gospel, it means good news, isn't it? Good tidings. Good message. Somebody has to speak it, but it has to be in the power of it. You remember the scripture was talking about those who profess godliness, but they deny the power thereof. We are not talking about some make-believe thing, some external religious comportment. No, it's beyond that. It's a power. It's a power. Is something that cannot touch people and they wouldn't know that they have been touched. Amen. Amen. And on this note, I want to stop this morning. Paul said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to all those who believe. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. There's power that's associated with this. It's the power of God unto salvation. But like I said, it was just talking at that point in time, about an aspect of that gospel of the kingdom. Which leads to an entrance into the kingdom. 
but it's the power of God. It's the power of God. On his own, he can save, he can deliver, he can set free. Let's just bow our head and pray that the Lord will give us an understanding of this. That the Holy Spirit will give us a revelation of what this is. That we may truly be agents for the propagation of the kingdom of God on earth. Agent for the demonstration of the kingdom of God in our lives, in our homes, in our communities, and we refer in whichever place we find ourselves. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. And if you are listening to me, you are not yet born again. I'm not just talking about those of us who are here. I'm talking about those who will be hearing us on, on social media. Our prayer is that you will connect with this life-changing, life-saving power of the gospel. Amen. And your life will never remain the same again. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Have a great day. Amen. And a blessed week.